Anyway. Hey, guys. And um, before we jump into the podcast today, I do have um, something I want to like talk about and address before we jump in. Yeah. Um, I just think it's time that I, like, you know, come to terms with who I truly am. And I'm sure everyone kind of had an idea of this. I, I think you definitely did. Um, uh, but I yeah. just want to, you know, finally come out and say it and then make it official. I am a Trekkie. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I knew that. I really like Star Trek. Okay. Um, and I'm I just, a Trekkie. <laughs> <laughs> live long and prosper, guys. Um, I know Sarah watched the show recently, but I'm absolutely, absolutely obsessed with it. And um, I think I like it more than Star Wars, which might lose... Some of our audience. There's no shame in that. <laughs> I, 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 I don't. I obviously haven't seen much, but I kind of respect it. That I prefer to Star Wars. Yeah, I, I understand why people would. Is it? It's different. It's more know? mature storytelling yeah. for sure. It's I very think... dialogue heavy. Yeah. And driven. Now I do think probably ninety percent of people who say they before Star Wars haven't actually seen Star Trek. Yeah. But I do understand why a younger person would prefer Star Wars because it's you know it's more immediate it's flashy yeah. it's jumpy whereas Star Trek is like you gotta take your time with it to appreciate exactly, it yeah. it's mature like the best episodes of Star Trek are, are the ones where they don't go to a planet it's just them on the ship dealing with a more personal issue you know and like, that's what I love about it like, you can have an episode that doesn't even have that many sci-fi elements exactly yeah you like the characters and not well, that's, 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 at the end of the day that is what most good stories are is there's obviously this huge plot characters it's more about the characters yeah 100% yeah, I can't, can't remember who said that it was some some screenwriter, some book I read yeah. said like it, it's all about the characters. The, the story doesn't matter because you you have an amazing story, but if you don't care about your characters, the story doesn't matter. Yeah. Whereas you could have a blasé story, but the characters are fantastic, then you 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 you, you, you forgive the story for being kind of not much happening if you love the characters. I mean, well, Star Wars is obviously about some st- Star Wars. So much going on, yeah. The most important the thing the probably skies. to most people is is Luke and what Luke's going through. Yeah, you know, yeah, so. of course, yeah. Like the, like the biggest moment of the whole film is Luke discovering that his dad, dad is Darth Vader. Oh, careful. Spoilers. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you guys haven't seen Star Wars yet. <laughs> so, and that's a personal thing rather than because of this war. Mm. So. That ties into The Simpsons, actually. Did you ever see the episode? Where, it's like the episode where Homer and Marge, the story about how they became pregnant with Bart, uh, when they're coming out of the movie theater after seeing Star Wars. And Homer's like, I can't believe it's like a queue of people lining up to see the next movie, and he's like, I can't believe that Vader was Luke Skywalker's father. Yeah, I do remember this. Like, oh yeah, come yeah. on! So funny. Of course, that was once a major spoiler, yeah. and something that was probably ruined for so many people. But like, that's so everyone knows that now. You know, like I knew it before I saw Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, it happened to me with with uh, No Time to Die. I won't tell say you? just in case, but someone came out of cinema and said what happened. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's that's newer, so I won't say what happened. Yeah, the biggest <laughs> thing in the film. Yeah, I mean, it happened to so many people, unfortunately, for Spider Man, which I think we can't talk about now. I think everyone knows that. Yes, that the other two Spider Men are in it. Unfortunately, so many people got spoiled for them. I saw the first showing of a particular cinema when it came out, and I was so grateful I did because I did not want to get that movie ruined yeah. for myself. Yeah. Mm. But anyhow, I ended up nerding about Star Trek. That was obviously just a joke. <laughs> this is that a, a whole setup of me coming out as a Trekkie. It's a Simpsons podcast, so let's keep it to the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah I mean, it is. It's good to have a nice, loose conversation. But yes, guys, welcome to Dylan and Sebastian have a Simpsons podcast. The podcast that myself and Sebastian do to um, avoid my ever-growing alcoholism. Yes. <laughs> 
I was originally going to say ours, but I, I said I'd be more realistic. Yeah, I mean, we're drinking coffee right now, which is the opposite to alcohol, I think. And coffee is literally the opposite to alcohol. Yeah, because it makes you more aware, whereas it makes you more alert, alcohol more, makes you like more vulnerable yeah. and stupider. Absolutely. Which is why it's actually the best thing to do when you get home from being drunk is have a coffee. That's it. I never thought about that. But of course, yeah. that'd be a good idea. Even though it might keep wouldn't you taste up. nice. Well, actually, I don't think it even would keep you up because you're so drunk that you're just gonna you're probably going to pass out anyway. Yeah. Uh, mixing those chemicals together. <laughs> but yes, let's jump into the episode. Today we're reviewing The Last Bear Fighter, yes. which is the final episode of the 32nd season. Episode 22. Yes. The Last Bar Fighter. Yes. Um, jumping into it, I guess we open up um, uh, Moe's arriving on a motorbike into a, a bar called The Confidential, a bar exclusively for bartenders. Uh, he complains about all the customers who've been complaining all day about their lousy lives, their marriages, uh, and their lousy sports scenes. And then his bartender Artemis says that what well, uh, that's why the confidential is here as a place for the listeners to be listened to, and then Mo orders the usual, which is all they serve. Uh, and it's immediately and then I was like, cuts this is intriguing to, to everyone else, and everyone's drinking a different drink. I know, yeah, it's all they serve. <laughs> really strange, and I thought they would get into what that drink is, but they never do. <laughs> I did think this was going in like a shining direction yeah yeah mm. i guess it didn't really, it didn't know like, i it, thought it was going to oh it's in like the baron yeah yeah yeah, yeah. ah that would be very cool they're different i mean i guess they, they they've, they've quite they've the quite famously parodied yeah. the shining yeah <laughs> the dude game would be a bit like really guys yeah <laughs> again uh yeah we, we got open to bart and millhouse are in line for a taping of crusty uh but they have to halt production until they can get rid of all the you know what's in the studio and it's you know very suggested that they're talking about snakes mm-hmm. uh so instead back has go to a taping of bumblebee man's talk show uh, which is done completely in spanish <laughs> and then we find out millhouse is actually fluent in spanish <laughs> millhouse you know spanish what did he say oh it's a cultural thing you wouldn't get it Estupido. The episode where he's fluent in Italian, so <laughs> this boy is uh, very. Yeah. What's, what's the word? Multilingual. Yes. He's very multilingual. <laughs> but yeah, the audience and Milhouse love the show, and they're in absolute stitches. But Bart doesn't speak Spanish; doesn't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Milhouse is like, it's you a cultural thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you wouldn't get it. You're too well stupido. <laughs> and then he joins a competition where Bart does, where they put horchata into your oh mouth. Oh my god! And this is probably one of my favorite. This is my favorite part of the episode. Oh, really? When Bart says, "I caramba." <laughs> <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Oh my god. Brilliant. <laughs> Gets me every time. Gets me every time. If only he said, eat my shorts right after, oh, that would have just topped it so for me. And then Homer comes in, he says, why are you looking? And starts choking me. Oh my god, that'd be so funny. <laughs> Doesn't happen, guys. It's in case you're confused. He does say I caramba. He does say I caramba, I know, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the game is they put hard chat into their mouths and then, like, Something funny will happen, and the, and the winner is the person who who doesn't laugh the longest. Um, and Barry obviously doesn't laugh at all because he doesn't know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, like a baby grandpa comes out and makes some joke in Spanish, and the audience in stitches. Um, and then t- the two of the contestants break immediately. So now Bart can choose. Also, I love that they didn't show the subtitles of the Spanish. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like we're there with we, Bart. We, we are bought. We have no scene, idea yeah. what they're talking about. Yeah, um, but yeah, he, he gets to choose between a vacuum cleaner a skull and a motorbike 
And he's and like, I, I, you know, it's serious when they show the skull, and you know, something's serious when there's Mexican people doing the cross. Yeah, yeah. Like, they go, ooh, yeah. and the skull is like shining. Yeah, and then Bart's like, easy choice, baby grandpa. We think he's going to choose a motorbike. That seems like the obvious yeah. option. And cuts him back at the house with the skull. And he's like, check out what I got on Spanish Krusty. <laughs> and uh, Homer tells him, just before we, we go into the main plot of the episode, actually, I, I really like this. This is, this is kind of like a what they would do in an old-fashioned Simpsons episode, they don't really do in the regular ones anymore, in, in the current seasons, is that what sets up the main plot has nothing to do with the main plot. Yes. I really like that. It doesn't happen as much anymore. It's usually the main plot kind I of straight say, away. I it felt like a really old-school episode. Yeah, for sure. Like, you're the way, like, th- th- this, you know, Barton Millhouse on Bumblebee Man has nothing to do with what ended up happening. Mm-hmm. That's what would always happen in, in the... In the in in the like the, the the earlier seasons, and that was such a way for them to like get some gags and antics yeah. in because it's like it, this doesn't matter right now. We'll get into the main plot eventually, but this is just for fun and games. Like that that's what this bit was. I really enjoyed the whole Bumblebee Man sequence. That was cool, and it was it's kind of crazy that like in all the years that the show has gone on for, that they never showed what Bumblebee Man show was actually like. Yeah, <laughs> so that was cool to actually see like a, a live taping. Of no, it. yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, no, that was super cool. But yeah, Homer tells him that the skull is a tequila, and it's so authentic that it inspired George Clooney to make a semi-authentic tequila. And he says one of my favourite lines in the episode, which is, I've always wanted to drink something so fancy that it comes in a bottle that doesn't look like a bottle. <laughs> yeah, so true. <laughs> I don't know, is this is this, um, is this skull like a reference to Dan, a- Dan Aykroyd has a... I don't know, is it tequila? Actually, I think it's a, it's a gin. But it's also, it's like that, it's like a skull. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He didn't know that upgrade has a... I think it's a gin. So I, didn't, I didn't research that. I was thinking it was going in an Indiana Jones... Uh, kind of territory. Yeah, okay, so first you thought, oh, Shining. <laughs> then you thought, oh, Indiana Jones. <laughs> you just kept thinking of different movies. And then Oh, maybe they're true. telling their own original story. Mm. <laughs> Skeptical. Um, but yeah, Barrett won't let him drink it uh, as he's saying it. He's saving it for high school. And Marriage is like, well, he wanted. He can choose what he does with it. Except drink it. <laughs> It's just like a, a a sequence of Bart, like you know, torturing Homer with the skull. He like stands in the way of him while he's watching TV. Homer goes to Linus Poncho and it just says "reserved for skull." And he's just like, oh. yeah. <laughs> like Yo, fair enough. Just a really incredibly stupid. Oh, so funny. <laughs> joke, but it is so funny. Now we've got a special dedication to Homer S. from his son Bart. There are no lyrics to upset me. <laughs> so good. And he punches the car so hard that the, the thing comes out. What do you yeah. call that? Um, and we just see Sherry and Derry and Lisa, and they're, and they're just like, Is that your dad? She's like, No. <laughs> We're going to cut to Bart is asleep. Homer comes in, and this cold starts talking to him. In Spanish, when we get the subtitles this time, where he says, uh, "You're too weak to drink me," he's like, "I may not speak Spanish, but I know when a skull is insulting yep. me." <laughs> so he takes the skull to the tequila to Moe's, and um, they all have a shot. And Moe thinks <laughs> it's a special enough occasion to break out his Iraq oh, wow. hostages shot glasses. <laughs> Now those were hostages. <laughs> oh, what the hell? That was funny. Hilarious, but also what the hell? <laughs> now those were hostages. What a what a brilliant line. That Mo has like standards for a good oh, hostage. <laughs> and then they decide they'd him. never seen him drink before. So yeah, come yeah. Come over to the other side of the bar, mm-hmm. and then he sits in the seat. And he's like, 
oh, so this is sitting. Yeah, so good. And then he points out that they've uh, they've never seen him drink, and uh, Mo says that it's it's frowned upon for a bartender to drink with his customers. And Lenny's like, by who? It's like, oh, no one, definitely not a secret um, society that I go to every night after close. If that's what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he takes a drink. It's one one of my favorite lines of the whole episode. Yes, is where very he goes, dark. Oh my yeah. god! But so Mo just oh I haven't had something this expensive in my mouth since my dad's gun. <laughs> they, they they like all cheers in like a hangover type fashion and just cuts out. Or oh, right before that, the skull informs Homer that he's ruined Mo's life. He says like, and so begins his ascent into hell. And then it cuts out. Mo wakes up on the the street in front of the bar. And uh, he gets cleaned up by a street cleaner. He's like, oh, that's actually better. <laughs> and he starts getting flashbacks from last night. He finds uh, his apron. It all comes back to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so flashbacks to last night. They're back in the bar. Uh, they, they spin Barry until he disappears. <laughs> uh, Carol is dancing with the skull at one point, And Lenny's trying to get him to dance. And Carol's not letting him. I just love that little visual. He's pushing Lenny away. Um... And um, they, they, they head to the Springfield Squidport, and they run into Helen and Reverend Lovejoy, and Mo calls them out for not having had sex since the election of Obama to the Senate. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he, he, the, the, the guys are all like, how the hell did you know that? And he reveals that he knows that because um, Helen's bartender told him, and Carol's like, oh, you mean you tell each other, you, you, tell, you tell other bartenders what we say to you in drunk confidence? And he reveals that, um, so the, the, all these people are there as he's like saying this to them. He reveals that Patty and Selma that he reveals that Patty and Selma file their taxes as one person. Uh, Kent Brockman sells his pets each time he goes on vacation, and Quimby is two timing them by being mayor of another town. <laughs> and he's like, uh, I, I swear, Greenview means nothing to me. <laughs> and then he and then he starts calling out the guys. He says Lenny hasn't asked a girl out in years because of his spaghetti hands. <laughs> like, oh, what? What woman could feel protected by these? Uh, Carol is too much of a coward uh, to patent his million-dollar idea. And uh, Barry loves his mom so much, but hasn't visited her in years. And it's because he hasn't had the guts to tell her that he doesn't work at AutoZone anymore. <laughs> and Homer calls him out, saying he's officially gone from... Fun drunk to mean drunk. Yeah, yeah, but right before that he says to Homer that um, he, he comes to the bar every night because he's afraid that he's a bad father and husband. That's what makes, mm-hmm. makes Homer say that, yeah. And then he breaks the skull in anger at him. And then worse than mean drunk, honest drunk. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. which is yeah, pretty true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, no people I hate more than someone who just comes clean about how they feel about everybody after one drink and it's like oh it turns out you're actually just a scumbag (laughs) good to know yeah yeah (laughs) but yeah Mo prays that this is cut back into the the present time he's back outside the bar and he prays that the confidential doesn't find out but a messenger rat urges him to come to the confidential so he goes there and immediately apologizes to Artemis for uh, talking but he says the Artemis says that the one way to ensure their anonymity is for no one to ex- exchange their secrets, and he expels Mo. And Mo was like, "Well, it was nice to be past something bigger than me for once." Kind of a sweet line. I kind of mm-hmm. fell for him in that line. Just being part of this like community of bartenders. But you uh, start to make you realize like it's actually a really super creative idea for a, for this cult in the episode. Like 
I it's love that they super had the whole backstory for it. They've like run civilization. Yeah, yeah, for years and years, and like the, the, the trust that these people put into their bartenders. And it makes sense because we all thought, what well, if there's like this sort of secret, like bartender, secret codes that bartenders know? You know, like how bartenders communicate with each other, or like I wonder if they yeah. have this, like you know, usually this, like a, a workplace yeah. jargon or something. Yeah, for sure. I I have this friend back home who is like a dedicated. Um, he he did chefing for years. He doesn't chef anymore, but he's still like a bit of a food snob. But now he now he's a he's a bartender. And whenever we'd go out and he'd run into, he would know. He worked in Cork City. He would know. We spoke about this guy on our other podcast. We did, yeah, yeah. Something. This is like a I don't know multiverse of podcast. He knew every single bartender that worked in Cork City. Like ones even in bars that he's never worked at. And yeah, like you just said, like they would start talking to each other and I would not understand the jargon they're speaking about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm also kind of like, how is this even interesting to you? <laughs> you know, it's so boring to me. And I'm like, they are genuinely invested in this conversation. This guy ordered whiskey and Coke with Diet Coke. <laughs> like, oh, honestly, yeah, they'd be such snobs about people's drinks and stuff. And I'm like, they're paying your company. You're actually paying a lot of money. I know, yeah, we're an insane amount of money yeah. for these fucking drinks. Like, just don't the amount of money we pay in London for drinks, can you imagine one of them were like, we just got Heineken. Yeah, like, I don't fucking care. It cost me five fifty. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll enjoy whatever beer I enjoy. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they expel Mo, um, and uh, Aramis says the punishment is worse than mere expulsion, as his friends will be cut off. So then Mo runs to the power plant, and he's like, oh, this is your office. Uh, sorry, I've never been here. I've never been to any office for that matter. Uh-huh, I see why you drink now. <laughs> Good job because I did. I realized in that moment, like, yes, he never was in the power plant, as far as I can recall. Yeah, you know that was cool. Uh, he asked where Barney is, and they're all like, "Barney doesn't work here." Really? Seems like he would. Yeah, that would lead to some good stories, all right. Again, it's so it's so urgent. Mm. He's, but like. They still have time for all this conversation. Still have time for a few gags. So he yeah. says, there isn't much time, but I'm still going to be cagey about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so good. And they call Barney, uh, who's just at home, and he gets like shot from like a, a, a guy dressed like a, like a Dapper Dan, a barbershop quartet. Um, it's sh- like, like, a, like a shot in the neck. And Mo says it's an anti-booze in- injection, which makes it impossible to enjoy alcohol. <laughs> it starts with a searing headache, and as he's explaining all this, it's happening to Barney. Bashing uh, his head on the wall. Yeah, followed by uh, fire hose sweating. He's just sweating buckets of water. And then rhinoceros pox, <laughs> which is uh, disgusting. Like It was like spots, but like the size of like a yeah. rhinoceros horde. And uh, followed by hurricane vomiting. He just starts you know, viciously vomiting. And then Mo says if they're captured, they if Homer, Lenny, and Carol are captured, they'll never be able to drink alcohol again. Homer's like, no! Wait, what about rum cakes and other boozy desserts? <laughs> Which is just such a not Homer thing to say. As if he has any interest in, like... Well, he loves food. Yeah, of course. But, like, it's so weird to imagine him drink, eating, like... A rum cake. Very, like, you know, delicacies like that. I know, yeah. Have you ever, ever had one of those things? Boozy desserts, as he calls them. Oh, I've had these, like... Boo- uh, booze chocolates I just don't like them. no me neither they, they do not nice. they do not taste nice they're way too rich yeah. have you ever had the chocolates that have champagne in them yeah it's not it's nice disgusting why would I want chocolate that has liquid inside yeah. it <laughs> oh yeah the ones that have liquid in them disgusting. disgusting I do not get to appeal I don't want to bite into a chocolate and have 
Imagine having a bucket of a bucket of like a, like a box of those and getting drunk. That would just be so pathetic. <laughs> There's definitely like, someone that's done that. Oh, 100 yeah. percent. But it'd be so pathetic. <laughs> like, oh, I'm, I'm I'm so hungover. What were we drinking last night? Chocolate. I wasn't champagne. drinking. I was eating champagne chocolate. <laughs> yeah, literally. How much did you eat? <laughs> Five boxes. Five boxes. I wanted to be Forrest Gump. Um, but uh, yeah, and then most like and you you couldn't even have the booze desserts like never again. So then Homer breaks down to the floor like no. Um, so they all start like uh, they're, they're running away, and we and see I love like how this is like so good. It's like they're so desperate. This is like a life and death. It's Almost literally like, like it's a life and death situation. Yeah. But what it is is that they just can't drink again. <laughs> it's it's yeah. fine, really. But you're there with them, like they're yeah. running away, and it's a dead of night, and we're seeing like. Uh, Bartenders in, in, in different pubs preparing their anti booze. It's like one of an Irish pub, a German bar, and mm-hmm. an airport bar. Um, and uh, they, they, they all chase him down, but Mo takes him down with his bar rack. <laughs> so ridiculous. He's just whipping <laughs> he's them. Absolute pro ninja. With yeah, they're being taken down to the floor. And then Lenny's like, Whoa, he's like a ninja with that crotch, that crotch rag. And Carol's like, That disgusting towel is a blur. <laughs> <laughs> and he manages to grab a satellite. You know, whatever you call those things. Um, knock it to the ground. So knocks it to the cross, ground. Yeah. Yeah, so they can't cross. And they all fall to the floor. Um, and they think they got in the way. But then, like, the, the German bar lady uh, pops up and it gets Lenny and Carol. And she's like, Oktoberfest is now Soberfest. <laughs> and walks away. And, like, Homer uh, prays for them. And Mo says, it, 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 it's no use. I'll never drink again. Got to the house again, like you said, urgent life in that situation. Homer says the marriage is to grab only the essentials and one kid as they have to leave town fast. And marriage says not to be ridiculous and that they have a, a visitor. And we see Dr. Hibbers in the sitting room with the kids. And he's like, Oh, I was just saying how I got through medical school by bartending. And he takes out the syringe and hits Homer. And was like, uh, to the family he'll never drink again and the family goes Woo! Yeah. <laughs> which of course like that's his exactly. number one problem that he's obviously an alcoholic and then I love from here onwards I thought I, 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 I love all this as well but this was fantastic I mean, it was so obvious that this was sort of going to be the outcome mm. but it still was delivered perfectly oh my god so it was funny. so good yeah we got to three months later <laughs> and um, you see Homer is like the perfect everyman father now <laughs> He's clean cut. He's wearing a shirt and he's lost weight. He does weight. like the classic thing they do in movies where it's like, I'm going to go to your saxophone recital bar. I'm going to go see this. And then picks up the baby. Yeah. Really, like just the perfect dad in the morning. Perfect dad. Gives marriage a kiss before he yeah. goes to work. But yeah, he says he's getting coffee for the whole team. Um, but, 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 but before he goes to work, which again just shows he's like also a perfect worker now. Yeah. And he's advanced in the power plant. And uh, Marriage says he's become such a go-getter. Uh, since his promotion <laughs> and uh, such a sweet little moment Mary just goes like I love this new sober you and I love any version of you mm-hmm. he goes to, the, to this cafe to get coffee you, I thought it was just like a random little line and ends up being an important plot point is he runs into Lenny, Carol and Barney at the cafe and, and they're all what they strived to be yeah yeah, yeah. Homer's ridiculous line well this ridiculous exchange Homer just goes um, I haven't seen you guys since and Carol goes oh it must have been since the syringing <laughs> syringing yeah. as if that was just this random little thing that happened like it's a thing that literally made you guys all stop yeah. drinking and like start to aspire and um, we see with all this time 
they, they, they've saved from drinking, Lenny has been working out, and he's like, he's ripped now, you know, he is, what he said earlier, he, something that a woman can feel protected by. Uh, Carol's startup got funded, and soon everyone in America will have their own body hair uh, shaving mini robot. And Homer's like, that's you? I love my Groomba. It's <laughs> just some little thing is grooming, like, oh all around God. his body. <laughs> and uh, Carol is like, your, your, tech, your, your typical, like, um, Someone who just launches a successful company is like glasses and a, and a turtleneck. Yeah. And uh, Barney got his job. Barney's like not even done that well. No, but it's what he strives to, to do. To him, so. amazing. Yeah, he got his job back at AutoZone and he was able to face his mother again. And we pan out, we see his mother is right there with him. And she's like, he holds up the sign that says AutoZone. So he's not even selling stuff. No, he's just holding the, the sign to the right people, which must be the worst job ever. Yeah. I always, when I see those people, like, my heart goes out to them. It must be just so boring. Oh my god, like, imagine having an eight hour shift where you're just holding a sign. You must feel worthless. I've always felt that like whenever I've had a job that, like, a machine could do just as easily, but humans are cheaper than machines, you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. literally what that job is. Oh, my is. God, it's so depressing. Mean, there's actually this, this in, in Brighton, where I'm mm. from, there's um, this person who I used to see all the time, and they'd stay in the same place all day. Oh, my like, God. Like, go somewhere and go back home, they'd yeah. still be there. Yeah. And it's just a sign pointing to a tattoo parlor. Oh yeah, you know, and, 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 and they, they typical with tattoo patterns for some reason. All day, just like smoking. Yeah, like, yeah. It was same in where I used to live in Cork City. There'd be also for ta- tattoo patterns, strangely enough. <laughs> you see the guy like standing and like waving the sign around and stuff, like really trying at the beginning of the day. But if you went back a little later, he's got in the chair and he's just sitting down, <laughs> not giving a fuck anymore. It's, it's like, <laughs> what kind of experience is that? Mm. Like, what previous experience do you have? Oh, I held a sign and smoked cigarettes all day. Yeah, literally. Like, okay, well, you, what did you learn? You've from no that? skill set. Uh, that it's kind of boring. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that that my my time apparently isn't worth anything. Okay, this isn't a very good interview so far. <laughs> but yeah, back to the episode. Um, they're all, they're all very happy for each other to say they're doing so well, but they also mention that they hear that Mo isn't. And Homer's like, I kind of like to see someone at their lows while I'm at my highest. We cut to, we see Mo is working at an omelette bar in a shopping mall. And customers are saying, it like... really is the lowest moment. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, I've never experienced working in an omelette bar, but I could, could relate to these just ridiculous things that these entitled customers the are saying. eggs are so, like, people... Everyone likes their eggs. People are snobs with eggs, yeah, 100%. Yeah, one person is like, I asked for a diced ham, not cubed. Oh, sorry, ma'am. Another guy is like, you filled my omelette, or you flipped my omelette too high, and it got cold in its descent. (laughs) Excuse me, sir. (laughs) He's so ashamed, and he sees the guys looking at him. He's like, don't look at me, flipping eggs in a non-dank location. (laughs) And they say that even though they they can never drink again, they still want Mo to be their bartender. So we cut to them all at Moe's, and Lenny's like, uh, who would have thought you could drink water at a bar? <laughs> uh, which, you know, is it, nice, but I also thought to myself, like, how could he run a business if his main people are just getting water now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great he's like, like, it's still watered down. <laughs> yeah. And the guys all laugh, and Moe just, like, keeps a serious face. It's yeah. like, he's not even joking, somehow. <laughs> and then Artemis comes in. Almost like it's, like spring water from the shop that he's put yeah. some tap water in yeah yeah exactly so he can save on that. 100% so he can save on still water and then Artemis comes in saying that such dedication to your bartender deserves the antidote and um, he warns them all that 
the dangers of losing their sobriety. Uh, but Lenny Carroll and Barney don't give a crap. Like immediately they all yeah. inject it into themselves and Lenny puts it into his six pack. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they all just run over straight. Like it's about to be this big decision. They're like, they just run. Straight away, Lenny Carroll and Barney are all just like, yep. And they take the, 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 the whatever it was they called. They give up literally a, a, a billion dollar business. Like, um, just being an all around better person, yeah, you, he, just to be able to drink again, yeah. Lenny's ripped, Barney has, I guess, the job he wanted, <laughs> yeah, just, just to drink again. I mean, if you ask me, would I rather not ever be able to drink again mm-hmm. or have a billion dollar business? Yeah, of course, <laughs> I take a freaking anti booze, <laughs> like, I really like alcohol, and the thought of not drinking again upsets me but if i took an anti-booze i wouldn't like it anymore so that'd be amazing i'd yeah. save money and time and i wouldn't embarrass myself as much yeah <laughs> What's there not to well it's not there's no negative from yeah, what is not to be gained from that yeah <laughs> but homer chooses not to as uh, he wants to be there for his family and uh, he, he leaves the bear and Artemis just nods to Mo. Mo nods back and uh <laughs> homer starts running away great little final final visual <laughs> all the bartenders are running for him and we see like the, the little monitors they know he's such a profitable like person yeah of course because he freaking loves his booze he starts running away and we see that the, the, the little monitor that they all had throughout the episodes the monitor had said like you know um prepare anti-booze and stuff like that one of them drops it and we see that it just says re-booze homer simpson mm-hmm. and then pans to the credits and the credit music was fantastic it was like a te- uh, orchestra of tequila yeah. so good on the show before but this is like it's not common knowledge but some people know that Hans Zimmer now orchestrates the show like obviously you know him and his whatever you, his orchestra um, so clearly it was them that made that it must be so fun to do a show like The Simpsons because he because such a break from all the dramatic stuff yeah what well, he typically yeah. does like Dune and Inception and stuff what, like that it seems like everything I've, I've watch now it's it's Hans Zimmer really yeah he, it's he like, creeps it's his way into it him he's an incredibly hard worker yeah. Incredible, yeah uh-huh but yeah, it must be really fun to do The Simpsons because they get to do something more lighthearted and silly like there's no other thing that he would work on where he gets to do an orchestra of tequila yeah. <laughs> you know? and, it must and, be such a joy who, who voiced the um Artemis the, the cult guy I actually don't know want to look it up because I, I thought I guess that's that's the guest appearance. You know, do you say like his voice was definitely not one of the yeah. main voice actors? I actually don't know. It's going to be very unprepared on my part, and I apologize to everybody for my on intense IMDb. unprofessionalism. Other film databases are available. I use IMDb all the time, baby. It's the best one. Is there better ones? Probably not. Yeah, I thought you were going to like correct me on that, but no, there there definitely isn't. I'm literally just filling air right now as I search for who voice Artemis. Because you're right, it definitely wasn't. It was Ian McShane. Oh, cool. Amy McShane, he's in Lord of the Rings yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones. And so. oh, he's That's right. He's on Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I mean, now that I, now that I know, uh, you, you can hear it. Yeah, his voice. Sure. But uh, yeah, I didn't cop that. He was brilliant in that. Yeah, that's super cool. He was also the villain in, uh, what do you call it? Kung Fu Panda. 
Yeah. Which is what I know him best from. <laughs> the, the tiger. Um, but yeah, that's he was brilliant in it, yeah. I didn't know it was him, but <laughs> he did a really good job. He he creates he he what's the word? He brings the atmosphere of like how important the confidential is really well. Yeah. It's from his empowering voice. But uh, yeah, final like sum up of the episode. Well, I know I've said this a few times already in the podcast. Hmm. Genuinely, this is my favorite. No, that's we've done. Well, you're allowed. Uh, yeah. to have a new favorite. But, but yeah. this, 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 this genuinely thing. is that it it got progressively better. I think, and it was they, so good. They ended it with probably the best of the season, and it was such a good cohesive episode. Like yeah. I said, it had like a feeling the of a classic. Was perfect. Oh my god, so good. Whenever you kind of felt like. I like to see this progress now. It, it, it did. does. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, literally, it, it doesn't ever waste any time. It doesn't dwell at all. Without no. rushing. Mm-hmm. Literally, and like it kind of does that thing as well. Like we said the same thing about the old man from Grandfather. Like you know, pacing's really good, but there wasn't like a lot of gags in it. This had fantastic. Mm-hmm. This was also super funny. You know what I mean? And it was nice. It's been a while since we watched an episode where it's sort of revolving around Homer. Yeah, and I hadn't so, seen a mole one in a long time. Yeah. It was cool because I love mole. It's, it's nice to see the one with the boys. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, the, the, the main gang yeah. of Homer's friends. Yeah. But sorry, continue your sum up of the episode. No, um, yeah. Pacing was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, the jokes were hilarious and it Absolutely. was not too serious. It, it knew when to be serious and when to be silly. Yeah, it really got that um, balance right. I think every character had this like great arc. Mm. Um and it's such an original idea as well. Totally. Genuinely, like you, they're never going to run out of ideas because it's such a creative episode as well. Oh, hands down. So to me, do I give my final rating? Mm-hmm. 9.5. 9.5? Well, I thought it was awesome. brilliant. I love that. You yeah. liked it more than me then. I mean, yeah. I, I really like the episode. Get me wrong. Clearly, Sebastian was a big fan. I gave it an 8.5. Like I said, it was great fun. Uh, a different episode that sets up a unique plot that, was, um, that had some great unexpected turns throughout. And I particularly loved Mo um, spilling the beans about everyone in Springfield and seeing all the boys thriving as sober men. Uh, I also wrote that the episode did a great job of challenging our morals and having us want Homer to, to drink again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just said, yeah, it was a really solid finale to the 32nd season. But yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, isn't Homer is doing so well. <laughs> yeah, now you're like, no, but that's not the character that. I love. Yeah. yeah, I want him to be. I want his belly back. I want him yeah. wearing his 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 signature shirt and stuff. Like I don't. I don't like him skinny wearing his suit. <laughs> and his little hair is also kind of combed. Forgot to mention yeah, that. Yeah, his three strands of hair were like yeah, <laughs> combed as as well as they could have been. Um, yeah, I, I I thought it was a solid finale. Like like, like I know the Simpsons. Every episode. They, did, they have no connection to each other. But I said, like, when, when it's the last episode of the season, I do have a certain expectation that, you know, you want your first episode of the season and your, and your last episode to kind of yeah. be, to be, to be a solid beginner and a solid finale. And I, there's plenty of examples where the, the last episode of the season fell flat for me. So this was one where I, it, it felt like a perfect last episode for That's the 30 second season. You yeah. know, yeah, I, I was really happy with it. Yeah, it was, it was a genuinely really good episode. Yeah. All right. So we'll be jumping to the, the new segment. Live from London City, well, a little bit outside of London City, it's Simpsons News! Two pieces of news this week. Um, at the Simpsons Backstage Tour, which is a 
a tour that Mike Reese, who's like one of the longest running writers on the show, he's been working on it since the beginning, does around different colleges and campuses. Uh, he revealed three occasions in which the writers listen to fans. So um, he said in discovering the term jerkass Homer online that they made a conscious decision to have his behavior, Homer's behavior, always be more obtuse and ridiculous rather than him being vindictive, which I thought was cool. Um, he said that they, 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 they put characters outside the family in leading roles and Reese quoted saying that uh, when I ask people what their favourite characters are, I, I often don't hear Bart or Homer. I would more often hear people like Duffman or Disco Shoe instead. Yes. Which I thought was cool. Yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of... They saw how much fans liked the characters outside of the family, so they put them in the limelight a bit more. And the final one was... Well, yeah, because at the end of the day, we've seen... Countless. So much of the family. Yeah. We just want to explore the universe. Totally. And, you know, obviously I had no issues with it, with receiving more horror no. stories and more back stories, but the characters outside of the family, there's so much stories you can tell that you could never tell with, like, you know, Homer and Marriage, yeah. Bart and Lisa, because, you know, like, Crossy's is a random example. Like, he's a clown who runs a successful TV show. The stories you can tell with him are polar opposite to what you can tell with Homer. Yeah. Mr. Burns is a billionaire. So much you can do with that, you know. It's why not have your, your... even Smithers? Yeah, yeah, totally. He's a gay man. Like you know, there's so much you can do with with this insane ensemble that they have. That was cool to hear. And the final one, was, the final one was that they made the decision to resurrect Ralph um, after discovering how much fans loved him. By resurrecting, is like they, they 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 stopped writing him for a couple of seasons. They didn't give him as much to do because Reese quoted, "I'll admit, around season four, we all got tired of the little weirdo." But because of how much people liked Ralph, they brought him back and yeah. came up with new gags for him. He is like, he's one of those characters where you don't want to see him all the time because he yes. does get boring. Yeah, because he's. When he pops up every now and then to give his little. You're happy. You know, yeah, yeah, 100%. It's, it's yeah. Good. It, it you want them in small show. doses. When he's there, he's a delight. Yeah. yeah. This is a little idiot like. And finally, he revealed that three actors were asked to play Frank Grimes. You sure you know who Frank Grimes is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. A classic episode. But three actors were originally asked to play him before they inevitably casted Hank Azaria on the part, yeah. who was one of the main voice actors on the show. Steve Martin was was asked to do it. The, the part was written for him. Right. Uh, they also thought about Nicolas Cage and William H. Macy. Okay. Which is very a very random trio. I, I could see how all of them would fit the part yeah. in different ways, but I couldn't fault Hank Azaria's part in the episode at all. He's so good in that role. Um, yeah, that that's. Oh, sorry. One more piece of news. Uh, an upcoming episode will feature real sign language, uh, entitled "The Sound of Bleeding Gums Murphy." It follows Lisa as she helps a son of her favorite musician who is deaf and needs a hearing implant. You know, last week we were talking about, and I didn't remember him. Mm. I actually watched an episode recently. Oh, with really? Him in, which one? Which was good timing. Yeah. Uh, I have to check. Oh, it's your classic, is it? Is it your? I don't think it's going to be one I'm talking about. All oh, right. But yeah. <laughs> We'll get to that, yeah. There's not many episodes with him in it. Is it the one... It's season six. Is it the one where he dies? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a great episode. Yeah, round, round Springfield. Um, yeah, so this, this, up, this upcoming episode will like feature his son. And um, the episode is also a personal one for writer uh, Laurie Sostand. I'm not sure if I pronounced that surname right. Uh, I don't think she's listening, so I think it's okay. <laughs> but she said, um, having a brother who was born deaf uh, has really shaped me as a person so this story is not just close to my heart but it's also close to my identity so pretty cool um piece of trivia there in an upcoming episode so that's fun yeah um i forget the order we do this in and i forget every week is it 
the impression well let's do me and then you so it's like yeah sure um, i have two more segments to do okay i'm sure. gonna talk about I, I watched a fair few episodes since the last podcast you want to talk about a few i'm just gonna talk about one but probably my favorite of the ones i've watched okay and it's a Except it's classic one classic one that most people listening will know yeah and it's my favorite of the ones i've watched maybe it's definitely my top three of season six nice lemon of troy Oh, sure, yeah. I I wouldn't have guessed that episode, but yeah, I mean, it is a brilliant one. I think it's one. a great episode. No, it is, yeah. I, I love I love how it's it feels so, like, immature. Yeah. And, you, and you're watching it, and it, you you are like a kid. You're right there it's, with it's them, like yeah. There's this whole rivalry going on. To get that shit. I love Grandpa in that episode as well. Yeah. Like, and I love how they're like, look, it's an old man telling a story, and everyone, like, fits in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is never the case in any other yeah, episode yeah. of the show, but suddenly they're all really interesting Grandpa's story. <laughs> um, yeah, I love I love the rivalry going on. I love that we get out of Springfield. Yeah, we can see what Shelly Bill is like. Yeah, um, that's the first one where we get to really see what it's, yeah. she- it's Shelly Bill, isn't it? Shelbyville. Yeah, yeah, we get to see what Shelly Bill is like. Um, and yeah, it was it was a fantastic episode. It's a um, great one, great ensemble episode. Yeah, There's so I, many characters I, love going on in it. it. And I love Millhouse in it in particular. Oh, so good. Um, but he meets another Millhouse. Yeah. He's so happy. Um, and for me, that's, that's probably a, a solid, also 9.5. Yeah, a brilliant episode, yeah. Uh, that one, one of my favourites of the episode is uh, Merton and Nelson's <laughs> dynamic. Oh, yeah. They, they team up together and he's singing that song. Heart to the tale of Nelson and the boy he loves so dear. They have remained the best of friends for years and years and years. He punches him, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Well, what was he asking for? Like, it also has that classic meme where that guy, t- like the 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 Homer doppelganger in Shelly Bill, like takes a bite of the lemon. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has that sour face. He's trying to show how much he loves the lemon. I don't think it was this episode, but I do remember a very funny scene where Nelson says, <laughs> oh, "For fuck's sake!" In in the mirror. No, I'm not even joking. Oh. <laughs> where he says, <laughs> "In the mirror," and he's like. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember if it was that episode. But... I don't think it was. Oh, we had... <laughs> it's a pretty little moment. <laughs> Just has that himself. Um, yeah, yeah, Lemon, Lemon Troy is a great one. I, I need to start watching the episode that you do so I can yeah, add something to it. Maybe I'll tell you. What Please do, yeah. Because like, every time you bring it up, get, I'm like... You'll get your memory back from yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Because every time you bring it up, I'm like, oh, I wish I watched Homer the Great recently. I wish I watched Lemon Troy recently. It's hard for me to give... A ten, obviously, because it's like nothing. Ten perfect. means it's perfect. But yeah, like a ten would have been. What was the one I gave a ten? A few. The Sarah's Burns. At yeah, Sarah's Burns. Like yeah, that, that is a ten. As I was, like, yeah, hundred percent. That's Simpsons, very finest. Like, yeah. um, yeah, cool. I'll jump into my impressions then. So, like every week, I'm going to give four quotes. One isn't from the actual person. Uh, so today, I'm going to do Wiggum. So, guess which one of these quotes isn't Wiggum? Okay. <laughs> Um, uh, you got the wrong number, man. This is uh, 912. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I never asked it before in my life, but I thought that the sea captain would. Uh, I thought the sea captain would be in the show. Why not me? Yeah, every time I learn something new, it pushes some old stuff out of my brain. Uh, make him away, toys. Uh, I mean, t- take him away, boys. <laughs> oh, that's a hard one. Yeah, I actually made it difficult this I'm week. I'm going to say the second one. The sea captain one? Yeah. 
final answer? Yeah. No. What but, was um, it? It was every time I learned something new, it pushes some old stuff out of my oh, brain. Oh, that's good. Actually, a homework quote. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, see, I threw you off because my, my last few were super obvious. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll wrap it up with a little bit of uh, trivia then. Again, this is like trivia that you know uh, the the dedicated Simpsons fans might know, but I'm going to educate Sebastian, and maybe mm-hmm. the more casual viewers might not know it either. This first one is about the movie, and the movie was written by having a, a writer, a bunch of different writers working on different segments of the movie independently, and then they would all come together, combining everything to make it into a final product that made more sense. Uh, which is a very... I've never heard of any other movie doing that. I heard ages ago that they worked on the Simpsons movie for, like, ages. Like it oh, took... years and years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, Al Jean, the showrunner of the show currently, his point always was, like, you know, it's not like they're making a movie because the world needs more Simpsons content. Like, there's enough there. So they... they, they they're to be special. Yeah, they're very particular of, like, they don't want... They never wanted to make a movie until they had the perfect story. And he's saying the same thing now about the second the sequel like they're going to do one eventually but he's saying like they're taking their time with it because it's not like people are starred for simpsons content they want they're not going to yeah. they're not going to release something or, or start properly developing it until they find the perfect story that makes sense to tell as In an hour and a half yeah. yeah exactly um but yeah they yeah, they, bro- they broke it up into segments and they all came together and um made it into something more cohesive that made sense and the episode or the movie was also originally going to be a musical and several songs had actually been written for it and if anyone has the movie on DVD, those songs are in the special features. And I actually think they're on the special features of Disney Plus under the movie as well. I'm not certain about that, but that's an interesting thing. Also, some of the songs play over the credits. But yeah, it was intended to be a musical at first, and they scrapped the idea for some reason. But um, I, I prefer not being a musical. But yeah, I think, you can listen to the songs yeah, it anyway. It's more of an audience. If it's yeah, not. yeah. I mean, the South Park movie is a musical, and I have no with the fantastic songs in that movie but it's like you want The Simpsons in this classic form yeah. so better off not having a bunch of songs yeah uh, the final bit of trivia uh, Matt Groening was a huge fan of anthology comic books growing up such as Tales from the Crypt and what's this other one The Vault of Horror which is what inspired Treehouse of Horror cool yeah so there you go that's cool. um, yeah I thought that was pretty cool those are like two pieces of trivia kind of related to two stuff that isn't like your typical Simpsons viewings you know like the movie is a longer episode and then the Trails of Horrors are obviously completely different we'll be, we'll be doing a Trails of Horror pretty soon so that'll be fun to see well, yeah. what that's like for us to review yeah. together yeah um, I guess that kind of sums up everything that concludes it yeah yeah, yeah that concludes the great episode episode 30 second season yeah solid season solid season uh, just loads of really really great episodes yeah. um, throughout um, yeah that's, that's, that's all she wrote, I guess. Until the next one. Until the next one. See? Oh. <laughs>